Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Welcome back, Rosswatch Nation. This is your friendly neighborhood trash man. And this is the fantasy fallout going into week 11 of the NFL season. Let's go ahead and get started. With the first game Thursday night, Chargers at Raiders. Chargers lost this one 24-26. Austin Eckler was outtouched 23-8 by Melvin Gordon on Thursday, managing, managing to save his fantasy day by catching a six-yard score. This scheme is trending more towards what it used to be when Gordon was king for the Chargers. The Chargers have Kansas City this week, but I might try trading Eckler before the deadline. I'm not optimistic about his rest of the season outlook. Before fantasy trade deadlines, that is. I would also try to trade for Keenan Allen. He's still not blowing up on the field, but he did have 11 targets this game, and that kind of action should continue moving forward. And then just looking at the box score, it would be difficult to tell the Raiders won as no player had more than 45 yards receiving and Josh Jacobs had only 71 yards on the ground. That was because the defense won the game for the Raiders. Phillip Rivers shot put the ball into the Raiders defenders' hands on three separate occasions with 115 yards worth of returns. On to the next game, Lions at Bears. Lions lost one thirteen to 20 Janie McKissick... Took over the Lions' backfield when Ty Johnson went down in the first half to a concussion. 16 touches, 55 yards from McKissick. Even if Johnson returns this week, I like McKissick in fantasy as he's utilized more often in the passing game, getting seven targets to one each for Johnson and Paul Perkins. Matt Stafford has a broken back, technically, so don't be surprised if he misses Week 11 against Dallas, too. Jeff Driscoll was serviceable in this one, leading the team in rushing yards to 37 and a 19-point day in fantasy. His mobility makes him a shaky but passable streamer this week. Turning those TVs off in the locker room must have done something for Mitch Trubisky as he had his best game of the season on Sunday. He still had only 173 yards passing, but those three touchdowns sure helped his cause. Don't expect him to follow suit against the Rams this week, though. Tariq Cohen also had his best game of the season on Sunday. Seven touches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. He's a back in flex this week in a game in which the Bears are going to need to utilize all other weapons to stay afloat. Byron, is there anything worse then whenever you're trying to shave your your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face 
No, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick, cut, snag. It, you know, none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt and 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you gotta do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They they give you this. Uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on, so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from Dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me. For a sweaty Greek man like me, she absolutely loves the ball deodorant. And then the ball toner, so smooth and shiny and so tight, she's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, the, the, you know me, Alex. I got Greeks, we got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right, so you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering ROSTERWATCH listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Watch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. And on to the next game, Ravens at Bengals, Ringles, <laughs> Ringles. Ravens won this one 49 to 13. Nick Boyle, tight end, has scored in each of his last two games. Yeah, had four receptions for 78 yards in this one. With no one really contributing in the Ravens' passing game behind Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, there's some room for Boyle to flourish. He's got a decent matchup with the Texans this week. New Bengals quarterback Ryan Finley doesn't like Alec Erickson, Alex Erickson nearly as much as Andy Dalton did. In fact, he doesn't like any of his receivers as much as he does Joe Mixon, who touched the ball 32 times. An obscene number, even when they were trailing massively. Mixon is going to get fed from here on out, and everyone else will take what they can get, which probably isn't that much. 
On to the next game, Bills at Browns. Bills lost this one 16-19. Devin Singletary, 11 touches, 50 yards, had a down game, you could say. But in comparison to Frank Gore, he looked likely Damian Tomlinson. Gore had six touches for 16 yards. Tomlinson actually isn't that much older than Gore, actually. Singletary will continue to be the guy in Buffalo moving forward. So keep rolling them out there. Dawson Knox had six receptions for 55 yards in this one, his best game in seven weeks. I'd say he's worth a shot against Miami this week, but he only had two receptions for 22 yards against them in their first meeting this season. Kareem Hunt wasn't easy into the lineup at all for the Browns on Sunday, playing on about half of the offensive plays. He also came in third in targets behind Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham with nine, so it's safe to say he's going to be a major part of the offense moving forward. On to the next game, Panthers at Packers. Panthers lost this one 16-24. Kyle Allen isn't that good a fantasy quarterback, but he is pretty efficient at spreading the ball around. I feel safe playing all of his starters, just not him. Though he does have a tasty matchup with Atlanta this week. It was an even split of touches between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on Sunday. They both had 13, at least on the ground. Though Jones got all the touchdown action, Jamal Williams is worth flexing on a weekly basis right now. Alan Lazard looks like the number two wide receiver in Green Bay, but that isn't amounting to much. With a bye week and the 49ers coming up, I'm in no hurry to add him. I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you, too, can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on MyBookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. So visit MyBookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that that 2x deposit bonus that is at mybookie.ag visit today you play you win you get paid on to the next game falcons at saints falcons won this one 26 to 9 Devontae freeman went down to an ankle sprain on sunday and was replaced by brian hill who went on to pick up 71 yards and a touchdown hill will be a premier waiver ad this week in the event that freeman cannot go Russell Gage had only 23 yards, wide receiver Russell Gage, because you probably didn't know. But he was tied with Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley with five targets on the day. He makes for an intriguing deep league ad. Latavius Murray's almost 30-point swing from week 8 to week 10, week 9 was a bye, is depressing, though he did out-carry Alvin Kamara 5-4. to four. I wouldn't drop him just yet unless you have to, but his drop-in usage is discouraging. And then Jared Cook had 10 targets on the day. Six receptions, 74 yards, and he'll be a tight end one moving forward. He's only owned in about 65% of leagues right now, so add him if you need tight end help. 
which it probably do. On to the next game, the Giants and the Jets. Giants lost from 27-34. Darius Slayton went huge with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram out and a big deficit early. Ten receptions, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Shepard may get shut down, so Slayton makes for a good stash. Even in his bye week, his ceiling is sky high. Robbie Anderson had his worst game of the season on Sunday, displaying just how little of an asset he is to Sam Darnold. Demarius Thomas, nine targets, and Jamison Crowder, six targets, are Darnold's everyday options, it seems. And Chris Herndon, tight end, is looking at an extended absence for the rib injury and could be out for the rest of the fantasy season. Maybe the rest of the regular season, uh, the NFL season, too. He's droppable in all formats. On to the next game, Cardinals at Buccaneers. Cardinals losses from 27 to 30. They lose a lot, but they always make it exciting, it seems. David Johnson doesn't look right, and his fantasy output is indicative of that. He looked stiff as a board, and Kenyon Drake had a much better day. I mean, well, kind of. Chase Edmonds could be back this week, throwing this backfield into a true timeshare, so this is a situation to avoid. Christian Kirk is starting to get hot at the right time, but so is Andy Isabella, who went three for 78, to a lesser extent. Isabella had a season high in targets with three, catches with three, and snaps with 26. Isabella is worth an add in deeper formats with David Johnson struggling right now. Just when you thought Peyton Barber was down for the count, he staggers back to his feet and matches Ronald Jones in carries with 11, even outgaining him on the ground. Jones had seven more targets, though. It's back to a timeshare in Tampa, it would seem. And then O.J. Howard, four receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown, had his best game of the season, but that's not surprising against the Cardinals, who are the easiest team to play for tight ends. I don't expect him to fare so well against the Saints, who he had one catch for 10 yards against in their first meeting. And on to the next game. Chiefs at Titans. Chiefs lost this one 32-35. to LaShawn McCoy was a healthy scratch in this one as the team alleged they want him healthy, whatever that means, down the stretch. Seems unlikely, but it just adds to the frustration as he can't be dropped yet then. You can't play him either, though. Even with McCoy sitting, Daryl Williams got little love. Three touches, 19 yards. He's best left on the waiver wire right now. Nicole Harbin had a decent line, but it all came on one play. He's best left to DFS tourneys right now. And then Derrick Henry on the other side of the ball was the Titans offense in this one with 23 touches for 191 yards and two touchdowns. One other player had more than 36 yards, and that was Caleb Raymond, who had a single reception for 52. And on to the next game, Dolphins at Colts. Dolphins won this one. They're on a streak, 16 to 12. Kalen Balaj had 45 yards and a whopping 24 touches on Sunday in a staggering display of inefficiency. The closest thing to competition, though, was Patrick Laird, who had two carries for four yards. Balaj will remain the bell cow there. Just don't expect too much from him. Tight end Mike Kosicki, three receptions for 28 yards, was second in targets behind Devontae Parker with six. It was a poor showing, but he projects to be the number two passing option in Miami this week. And yes, Miami was bad, but the Colts... And Brian Hoyer, in particular, were worse. Hoyer, who had three interceptions on the day, is destined for the bench in Week 11. And even if he makes another start, if Jacoby Brissett's not quite ready, he's not worth streaming against Jacksonville. On to the next game, 
Rams at Steelers. Rams lost this one 12-17. Jared Goff was abysmal in this one, leading to a goose egg for Cooper Cup. Robert Woods did get 95 yards in the day with Brandon Cooks out, but Cooks is likely to return this week. Might be a good time to sell high on Woods. Gerald Everett, eight receptions, 68 yards, led the team with 12 targets as a check down for the faltering Goff. He's a solid start as long as Goff struggles. And then on the other side of the ball, James Washington led the Steelers in receiving for the second straight week. I would read more into this, but Mason Rudolph's choices in the passing game seem to change every few games. Deontay Johnson was his favorite not too long ago, and now he's second or third in the pecking order. No Steelers wide receiver is better than a flex right now. And the Steelers will try anybody at running back, it seems, with Tony Brooks James getting six carries to Jalen Samuels 14 on the day. Hopefully James Conner returns this week and puts all of this to bed. On to the next game, the Vikings at the Cowboys. Vikings won this one 28-24 on Sunday night. It was all Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison for the Vikings on Sunday, with no other Vikings player adding more than 49 yards on the night. Kyle Rudolph did score twice, but he's ruthlessly touchdown dependent, and Adam Thielen's soon return could knock him out of relevancy at least for fantasy. Randall Cobb on the other side of the ball, six receptions, 106 yards and a touchdown, had his best game of the season on Sunday night. He's had eight targets in his last two games, making him eight, eight targets in each of his last two games, making him worth a deep league flex in PPR formats against the Lions this week. And then we had the Monday night game. The Seahawks pulled it off. Josh Gordon played 28 of 74 snaps. And with Tyler Lockett going down to a leg injury, actually being sent to the hospital with a severe contusion, Gordon could see a lot more work this week against Philly, who we know has a pitiful secondary. Well, it's after Seattle's Week 11 by actually, so it'll be in Week 12. But you need to roster Gordon wherever you can, just in case Tyler Lockett cannot go. Tight end Jacob Hollister... 8-10 for 62 yards and a touchdown, his third touchdown in two weeks. You need to go out and pick him up. He's the new Will Disley. On the other side of the ball, Debo Samuel had his best game of the season. Eight receptions, 112 yards with George Kittle out. It might be entirely reliant upon Kittle's absence, but... If you're looking for some upside there, Samuel's not a bad pickup in deeper formats. Matt Breida injured his ankle after picking up 25 yards. He left in the second half, never to return. If he cannot get ready for Week 11 against the Cardinals, Raheem Mostert looks like the guy who's going to be playing behind Tevin Coleman. Anyways, that's all I have for you right now. Stay tuned for more Info from Roster Watch, the waiver wire cheat sheets coming up, and a lot more tools that you're going to be able to use to defeat your opponents this week and beyond. Anyway, I'm the Trash Man. This has been the Fantasy Fallout going into week 11. Until next time, be ready.